We had a national television win for the Arizona Coyotes. They take a 2-1 victory over the visiting Toronto Maple Leafs. What a game it was, all thanks really to one man, Karel Vemelka. He does it again. What a game for him. We're going to talk about him as well as what else stand out in today's Austin Matthews homecoming on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik right beside me. It is Locked On Coyotes After Dark. Those who are tuning in from Arizona, it is 10.38 p.m. right after the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. To those who are tuning in from the East Coast, if there are very many of you who are still up at this time, I commend you because it is late. It is past midnight. It is already Thursday. I'm pretty sure you guys are tired. Um, I know I'm tired because I've been trying to get used to early morning shifts. I've been having morning shifts lately, and it's just been tiring. But this game made me a little more excited. Yeah, it was definitely an exciting matchup. Uh, I was not, uh, I was not ready for a late start. Well, not ready. I didn't enjoy the late start, but at least the the Coyotes uh, kept this one interesting uh it wasn't the the good kind of interesting necessarily it was a lot of just heart pounding like uh like watching someone juggle chainsaws that was the coyotes this game i'm trying to figure out because yeah you know like nothing like you can't i can't you know definitively say oh coyotes had a good game because they didn't but i mean i look at some of the things that this team did and the fact that um Toronto played worse, make made things better in a way, or like more they just got unlucky. Not really that uh, yeah. worse, but like that the the, the, the the Toronto couldn't. Let's put it this way: Toronto couldn't solve Corelva Milka. That 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 is undisputed. Toronto could not solve Corelva Milka, uh, not for lack of trying. Uh, they put up a lot of rubber. Uh, Forty six shots, uh, forty five saves for Vimelka. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, hang on. We have uh, 11 power play shots from the best power play in the NHL. Carol Vimelka was huge. Uh, I think part of this had to do with like just maybe Toronto was a little bit tired. They played last night. The game went to the shootout. Uh, but this was also just kind of a, a classic trap game. Uh, the Coyotes uh, were playing defensively. They didn't necessarily have too much they can do. They just did what they did well enough. I mean, I'm just just overall, just looking at the shot count and everything like that, I am honestly, like, in shock Arizona was able to stay, you know, was able to win this game. Because yeah. the 48, the 23 shots, are you kidding me? It was a lot like the, um, the last big uh the Melka game the the shutout against the Winnipeg Jets um mm-hmm. and we saw that for like 
40 minutes where the the Toronto Maple Leafs just did everything. Uh, unfortunately, Austin Matthews had to break that shutout 14 seconds into the final period uh, by being a spoil sport. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted out that uh, it, it was strikingly similar to his first goal he scored in uh, in Arizona, like his rookie year. It looked like exact same position, exact same play. Um, it was uh, it was a nice goal. Uh, the Coyotes got very lucky on their first goal and less lucky on their second. Uh, that side, no, the, the Coyotes' second goal was like an extremely skilled play. Yeah. Um, very, I, I'm going to give a massive shout out to um, to Nick Schmaltz for setting that one up. Um, oh, absolutely. Schmaltz did the perfect setup. Saw saw Dzingel right fucking there. And let's put let's, let's, let's put Dzingel in there for a sec too. Yeah. Two goals for Dzingel on his first game back in over a month. Yeah, he missed seven games due to uh, injuries, and didn't was he also on COVID protocol for a while? I think so. I think he was, and I think we mentioned that it didn't really matter because he was out with injury anyways. Yeah, kind of like Carter Hutton was on COVID protocol at one point. We were just like, yeah, he's not playing anyway. So, I mean, like, like Chikrin is right now. Chikrin is right now. Yeah. Um, that was definitely um, a, a big thing, uh, which we haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, the Coyotes, we talked about this in a prior episode, had four players go into COVID protocol, uh, a couple big ones. And so the Coyotes played with. Uh, for Tucson Roadrunners alum, uh, this game on defense, and I am just amazed at, at how well that went. Yeah, it was interesting to see when, like, you know, before the game, when I saw um, Koya Chanik, he's like, "Oh, he's making his NHL debut," and I'm like, "All right, let's see how the kid can do." Yeah, and against the Toronto Maple Leafs, he, he held his own. Yeah, baptism by fire. Uh, yeah, he, he led the team with seven hits. Which talk about making your like presence known on the ice. Seven hits—that's impressive. That's a that really stood out. His physical play was like really like on display this game. Let's put it this way: um, based, we were ta- we've been talking about the kind of uh, more physicality and the kind of you know game style that we're, we want to that it seems like Torani wants from his players and it probably seems like that was the message saying to Koyalchanak yeah and he took that message to heart and he's like all right you got it yeah and, and while he was doing that i thought Victor Soderstrom was playing a a pretty good game as well cuz mm-hmm. he was also uh, a previous taxi squad player uh he had a couple good moves on defense uh a couple really nifty moves in the offensive zone. They didn't really result in much happening, but uh, I'm liking to see that confidence. He definitely looked better than he did like to start off the season with the team. Yes, um, starting to look a lot, um, look a lot more confident there. And I think I think a lot of these players, especially a lot of these Roadrunners players that got called up, that want to take that they're getting their chance. Like they know that the team is rebuilding. So it's like, you know what? I want to take advantage of yeah. what I can do up in like in the, in the, uh, and on the top club as much as I can right now before maybe they decided to send me back down or maybe not. 
maybe I can, you know, say, all right, look, look at me. I am going to be a part of this team through this rebuild, and I am going to make a difference for you guys. Yeah, uh, and especially for the defensemen. Like, they have just all the opportunities in the world with the injuries that we've seen, uh, with Chikra being out, with uh, with Timmons being out. Like, this is not the blue line that we thought, and we are seeing players take advantage of it. Um, Yanis Mosier, I think. It, it's hard to imagine him going back to the AHL because he's just looked mm-hmm. so good. Uh, he continued to look good. Um, he uh, finished a, a plus one, which yeah, it's pretty impressive. Honestly, like take or leave plus minus as a stat. I personally don't like it, but only one Coyotes defenseman was a minus. Uh, that was Dyson Mayo. That's just kind of – it speaks to how tight this game was because when you have four AHL caliber guys, you expect there to be a lot more offense happening, and it just didn't. And that you know, that comes to just simplifying the game. It does, and I think that's what makes things um, – what makes this game – what's made this game an interesting one to watch. we still got more to get to on this episode, though, of Lockdown Coyotes. We're going to take a quick step aside just for about a brief second or two. Before we finish things off, uh, we continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes After Dark to uh, update you guys on this Coyotes win. So stay tuned. And we're back here on Locked On Coyotes. As we discussed, the Arizona Coyotes win, 2-1 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs on national television. Um... Before I go back to any other thought, though, Matt, just think about this, Carl. Think about what Maple Leafs fans think right now. They just lost to the Arizona Coyotes on national television. Yeah, that has got to be pretty embarrassing. Uh, I would not want to have to lose to the to the Arizona Coyotes this season. Uh, a few teams have. Uh, I, I do like the Coyotes seem to be embarrassing the Canadian teams. That's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's the fun thing. You know, you have that one. Although, I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out next week when we go tank squad against the uh, against the Canadians. Who can be more disappointing? This should make you feel a little bit better if you are listening, Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Uh, with that win, the uh, Coyotes have now overtaken the Montreal Canadiens and the Montreal Canadiens are now the worst team in the NHL, which is oh my God. truly impressive uh, considering uh, the Coyotes have the Canadian second round pick for this up or first round pick kind of uh, for this upcoming draft. Uh, probably not going to be this one. It'll probably be Carolina, but for a team that was going like all in on getting stuff, like this is not, a, it's not where you expect Montreal to be. No, not at all. But uh, I want to go back to focus on the Coyote side of things, Carl. And um, you mentioned the defense too, and you know a lot of the things that this defense, defensive team, this defense part of the team did, because it made me think back to what we were talking about before the season began. Remember, before the season began, you and I were like, "This defense is going to be a silver lining. This defense is going to be a silver lining." When the season sure. began. The first couple of weeks, we were just like, holy crap, this defense is actually really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but then the Roadrunners came, play, defense part of the, the player de- defensive players came in, and then 
they are trying to prove themselves and oh my god they're actually doing pretty well yeah. um and it's coming back to the silver lining in and maybe if the silver lining should have been the roadrunners defense <laughs> uh yeah uh probably uh, the all credit to the roadrunners players they have definitely stepped up in this crazy year uh i do make sure to give some credit to uh our non-roadrunners players uh shane gustus very labushkin uh both i thought had pretty good games uh ghost quite a few uh solid moments um just couldn't really make anything happen uh but those two have definitely kind of like stepped up and i think took like the big mo- minutes that uh let the rest of the the coyotes defense kind of like shine and and, and do what they needed to do, uh, but but you're right. The the defense we're getting from players like uh, Mayo and Mosier and, and the new guys like Sostrom and Coley and Chuck, it's it's just impressive to see. And let's put that highlight back on Mosier for a sec. Because in the second period, that dude skated for three and a half minutes on the ice straight. A three and a half minute shift, guys, for a young player of Giannis Mosier is unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for a rookie to get three and a half minutes, that's just insane. Uh, uh, It's probably a good thing he's only 20 years old because I I imagine that would kill me. Uh, He looked absolutely (laughs) gassed uh, when when the Coyotes had to do that face-off of the icing. It's just like, don't make me go back out there. Uh, Vimalco was able to get like a, a save almost immediately after and like give him some fresh, uh, uh, you know, some rest, but dang, that was, that was a long shift. That was a long shift for everybody. And it was just extra long for, for Mosier. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look more big picture here for stat from, from, uh, advanced stats and just uh, like extra quote, extra stats of this game. I mentioned the shots for, but what about the Corsi? Are you ready for this? Are you prepared for this, Carl? Uh, I am because I was watching the TNT broadcast and it had the possession clock just on there. And that was just embarrassing to see. Uh, but yeah, tell me the Corsi. So the Corsi was 85 to 39 in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is a, what, plus 20 or I mean, plus 40 something right 45 44 plus 44 yeah um 85 and 39 that would be 46 um yeah 46 that's 46 Uh, 46 it's late. Uh, it's too late to do math. Um, I know. But yeah, I, I went into journalism, so I didn't have to do math, and now I'm starting to do this. Come on. <laughs> but but yeah, no. Um, Toronto controlled the pace of the game. Like the reason uh, Yanis Mosier had to do a three minute and thirty second shift wasn't because uh, the coaching staff decided to prank him. Uh, <laughs> it was because the Coyotes got stuck in their own zone. And then they iced the puck. Um, it was, it was not a great game to watch, which is why I kind of wanted to push back on like saying that 
the Maple Leafs didn't play a good game. I thought they played a very good game. They just mm-hmm. couldn't score. That's what I was trying to say. I, I, I misspoke at the beginning when I said they played worse. It's more of just like they I, – I, you, know you, you know what I was trying to say. It, um, it felt a lot like a, a, quite a few Coyotes games we have seen in the past where you're just like trying everything but still not scoring. Uh, Toronto definitely had more offensive weapons, so they were trying a lot more things that he's never done but but seeing that team just fail to score i'm like oh i have sympathy pains here are some of the other stats for you to, to want to know what it is 48 to 23 scoring chances um 22 to 10 high danger Corsi for for in favor of the maple leafs and expected goals was 5.89 to 2.07. So this, based off like so, like based off expected goals, the the final score would have been roughly where you and I thought this this game would have ended. Like based off what, like somewhere between what our predicted final score was going to be. Oh yeah, which is just crazy to watch. I think like after the first minute, the Coyotes had like a one or after a first period, the Coyotes had the one zero lead. I'm like, yeah, my score prediction is not going to be it uh, right at all. Um, just because I don't see the, the Maple Leafs finding a way to beat the Melka. Um, and, you know, like I said, Matthews killed the shutout, uh, total killjoy move, but you can see early on that this was going to be the Melka show. And once he got past that second period, which is when the Coyotes normally collapse, you're like, okay, yeah, we got just this. Reel it in. Let's just reel it in. That's all. Twenty it more minutes. Twenty more minutes, and it showed too, um, based off where all this happened, um, and you know how it went down. I'm going to bring up the heat map to kind of show you. I mean, we, I've, I've, we've given you the numbers. They kind of give us an idea of how all over the Toronto Maple Leafs were. You're giving us an idea of 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 their high danger chances and their scoring changes and how they were so freaking prevalent in front of the crease and the fact that Kareli Melka still did a phenomenal job. Here we go. That is an impressive heat map. That is. Like if you're looking, uh, it's just the Maple Leafs are all over the place and just it's the thickest amount of blue in front of the net. That is just insane. Uh. And and like I've and like I saw some of some of Veggie's saves and he just leans up and take and just does these saves and I'm just like like dude there was you are a savior on this Coyotes team. We saw we got glove saves. We got toe saves. Uh, he had to like lay down on the ice quite a few times. Uh, he did a split at one point, uh, just all over the place, all over the ice. Uh, a lot of people were saying they channeled his inner uh, Dominic Hasek, um, which was just great to see. Um, it was uh, it was the Vimelka show. I think he's kind of established himself as. Uh, a phenomenal goaltender. I don't know if people necessarily think he's going to be like this flash in the pan. Like there's still a lot of questions moving forward. Like, can he maintain this pace? But he's, uh, he's, you know, really impressing. He's adjusted to the North American game very well after, you know, just coming right on over. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, an, and that's an amazing thing. 
from like not even like the top European league, like a, a lower Czech league. Um, it just kind of goes to show like, A, goaltenders are just so good now. Like we understand that element of the game so much better. We, like the experts understand goaltending coaches, conditioning people, like everyone who is involved in that area. They just understand that game so well that even like a player in a, a league that you wouldn't expect is able to just do stuff and make the big saves if given the chance um it, it's a fun story i do kind of wonder if we're going to get more of it because every single year we kind of get the uh this goalie came out of nowhere and look at what they're doing yeah um you know a lot of goalies have really just phenomenal rookie seasons um they come, just come out of ups and it was like who is this like like i haven't had we haven't oh, we haven't why haven't we heard of him that's Kind of what's going on with Karel Vimelka is he just come out? He just came out of nowhere this season. He's like, "Whoa, who is this kid?" Yeah. Could you imagine if the Coyotes had been like somewhat competitive and Vimelka had like come out and been like that, like kind of diamond in the rough signing? That would have been huge. Like mm-hmm. going in with like an unexpected like goalie. Like let's say completely different world. Uh, the Coyotes decide to keep Kemper. Um, but let everyone else go. Just sign a prospect. We get a Kemper, the Melka t- tandem, or just traditional starter backup. Like that'd be that'd be something to watch. I'd like that. I I would have loved to see that. Um, that would have been pretty. I would I would that would have been a nice one. But it definitely looks like Vemelka has a place with this Coyotes team. Um, he looks mm-hmm. like he's fitting in quite well. Yeah. Although you say that, uh, no, he's probably on the trick block because it's still a rebuild. It's still a rebuild. It still is so a even rebuild. The, so like even the best players, even like the best players, um, are gonna be they're are going to be inquired about. It's like, all right, what do you want for this player? Uh, yeah. Do you want? And although I th- do think one thing is because it's still too early, I don't think. Even though Vimelka is doing well, his value is high enough to denote a good enough return. Yeah. Um, at least because unless you have a stupid general manager who just wants to take that risk right away, which I'm not saying that's stupid. It's, it is extremely, extremely risky. Yeah, goaltending goal is, is definitely not, like, a safe bet. Um, Vimelka is still really untested. Um, goalies in general just don't have a high price. Uh, it was astonishing to see Kemper, like, go for a first because I don't think anyone was really expecting that. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it it's definitely... Kemper went for a first, Hill went for a second, like... yeah. <laughs> That was just uh, – I don't know if that was just an abbreviation or if Bill Armstrong was practicing Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> uh, that's why I call him Bargain Bill. <laughs> Bargain Bill. That's a good one. Anyways, we still got more to get to in this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Uh, we're going to go wrap things up of this um, of this Toronto game, give our final thoughts, and then take a brief – like quick preview to what's coming up this weekend for the Arizona Coyotes. All that coming up in just a moment. But first, 
Carl has something he'd like to share with us. That I do. And that is a greeting from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they have a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today at, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, speaking of Bet Online, Carl, um, even though we didn't have the full on odds when we recorded the pregame show, let's just go on and say that both of us were completely way off pace. Um, yep. If we actually. Saw the lines and made our predictions. We would have been a hundred percent wrong. The only yep. the only bit that I would have been right about, and that's I said I and I say me because that's the it's the final score for the Coyote side. I said that they were going to score two. Where did I say? Did I say? I think you said three. Mm, I think you, I think like you said like a. I think you said five three. Six to three. I think you said six to three. Oh yeah, I did say six three. Um, yeah, uh, because they had just gotten six over the Ottawa Senators. Um, yeah, you you were right about that. Uh, I was also wrong about the first goal. I thought it would come at the within the first ten minutes. Um, I will say that the Coyotes gave the Toronto Maple Leafs a power play opportunity in the first ten minutes, so they did everything they can. It was a couple power play opportunities, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think. Uh, no, like it was nine twenty one for the first one. So just but, missed it for that second one. Yeah, and then Dzingeldink is first until fourteen fifty seven. So, um, you know, the KOs tried to make me right, but they could not. So way off base um, for all of us, but you know what? Um, that's part of the betting game. We, um, where sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes games just like games like this just happen games. We don't expect. Um, and again, just a massive shout out to Corel Bay Melka for having these kind of games. Like it's amazing. I, I love, and you can't really predict these kind of games either. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't predict that a goaltender is going to stand on his head one night versus any other. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Maple Leafs cut in front of uh, Melka at the bagel line and got the last bagel. He's like, I don't know. I'm just going to take this win. Uh, who knows what happened to make this? But uh, what was, was it that? Just... What was it that TNT said? I think they said something about like I think what Kevin Melka has had three games of over forty. Saves. Uh, I know they mentioned the one specifically. They mentioned uh, the they mentioned the the Jets game when he had forty six saves, and that was a shutout victory. Yeah. Um. In this game, he had um forty five saves. Uh. Yep. Uh. Well, he also had. 48 saves against Winnipeg the other night. 
um, because Winnipeg was just taking shots. So yes, this is his third game this season where of at he least is, 45 saves of at least 45 saves. That is impressive, especially considering he has a two one record for that. Now here's the, now this begs the question as we uh, slowly run out of time on this episode of locked on coyotes after dark. And that is how do you manage the, for at least the first game of this, home and home back to back with the um with the Colorado Avalanche because <clears throat> I believe now they go to Colorado before coming back here. Yes. Um Wedgwood is still on COVID protocol. You have Ivan Prosvatov backing up Vemelka. Um Vemelka's already started three straight games. Um wasn't it? No, four. Four, four straight games. Do you give him a fifth straight, or do you just give that first game to Prosvatov and just be like, oh, you know what, Vemelka, you deserve a day off. You, <laughs> Or do you ride the hot hand? Honestly, uh, the fact that we're talking about this is revenge uh, for us questioning Tuckett on uh, the Aiden Hill 11 starts, uh, because it fittingly happened on TNT night. Um Ah, I think it's tough. Um, poor Prosvatov. He gets thrown to the wolves every single time. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just stalling for time now. Uh, I, I think you ride the hot hand. I hate the hot hand. I, I always like to call it the hot hand fallacy because it is a fallacy. Um, but just in this situation, I think it's the smarter move to start Vemelka on the road, and then probably par- start Prosvatov at home because – Now, that's assuming Wedgwood isn't able to clear COVID because that will be at the end of five days already. I don't know the specifics about the, the five-day, like when in the day it would be um, because we are talking about like he was on the 10th. This is – the game on Saturday is the 15th, so – if you can play Wedgwood, I would say go with Wedgwood. But do you really want to go with Wedgwood because he has had, he had some, over he's had some fourteen bad games. games since he's or over fourteen days since he's played? Like, and he can't have practiced on COVID. I don't think so. And what um, he played the San Jose game in which that was way too much yeah <laughs> that was fun though because it was also way too much on the other end of the ice yeah i mean yeah i mean the coyotes also had a very similar game uh with the chicago blackhawks but we still started the milk after that so that was also way too much just a yeah. different Slightly less amount, and I think uh, that's what made this game interesting. Because like I was like I was because again we were expecting another high scoring belt, and all of a sudden we're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Only two one. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Who do you start uh, Friday Saturday? It's definitely a tough call, but I'm gonna give it to the hot hand. Um, it's 
And it's weird, and it's weird because again, we were talking about you know, earlier this season, and even going going on last season about about that ten straight starts, eleven straight starts for Aiden Hill. Um, I think then it was hard because like, okay, what game do you put Presbytov in? Um, and well, more of like, let's just put it, let's just make it real. Rick Tockett made, yeah, probably should have put it Presbytov in one of those games. This is a case where it's just like, okay, you know what's coming up. And yeah. you know the kind of games are coming up. Um, and you saw the kind of last game that Milk had. And you're like, okay, you can give him this and the next game to um, Prasvatov, and it doesn't seem that much of a problem. Because in this case, you're giving the hot hand, letting him have that, like that momentum, and then he's like, all right, you had another decent game, maybe. Then you deserve a day off. We're going to give it to Prasvatov just so you can rest. Yeah. Relax. Rest easy, our king. <laughs> Don't get hurt. Because I, I, I do think that that is a potential issue when you have when you're just having these goalies do massive starts. Like the the longer it happens, the more likely you're going to get injured. And and I do think that uh, so far the Coyotes have had somewhat good luck with that. Uh, Hutton was the only like real serious injury that we've dealt with. No, which would being on protocol, but I don't want to see Vimelka get like overplayed and end up missing like a couple weeks with like a torn something or, or just a sprain. Like that'd be the worst case scenario. No, um, absolutely. And that was one of the problems the Kaiders had last year. And that's the reason why they went through Kemper and Ranta and Hill. And they're like, all right, Prospetov. Now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you one game. Uh, I, I, I do. I want to see, like, I want to see Prospetov get, like, a good shot, but, like, you, not against right. the Colorado he Avalanche. The he gets thrown to the wolves. It's a terrible <laughs> game to get thrown to. Like, yeah. It's it's like, why not give Prospetov, like, it's like, it's like, why not have enough of a break so Prospetov can go ahead and play the Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Um, but if Prosperitas ends, ends up playing, we'll go into some of his past starts because they have just been brutal matchups and just not his fault at all. There's another option, too, that I'm, not, I'm thinking about it. Um, and this is all assuming Wedgwood isn't able to come back until a certain amount, until a certain period of time. And that is to start Prosperitas. On Friday, bring Vimelka back on Saturday, so Prospertov can go again against the Canadiens on Monday. Mm. I, I do kind of like that. Um, I don't know. It it, it all that kind of depends on what you think of road games, because on the one hand, uh, road games tend to be kind of like a little bit more simplified, but on the other, you're playing in front of a hostile crowd, so. There's there's pros and cons with starting either player, uh, in my opinion. Uh, just kind of like the psychological game, but I didn't even think about like the schedule game because you're right. That would be a good way to get him like, you know, some good eyes. And that would be like it's a little bit smarter on that case. And I think um, I think Tuarney has been doing a good job on on uh, on doing that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, although he wasn't behind the bench for this game. No, he uh, was not behind the bench for this game because he was on COVID protocol. Who uh, who was the uh, stand-in head coach? I kind of tend to... 
Nice. Uh, I didn't even pay attention. I didn't even pay attention. I don't think the TNT broadcast like cut to anyone. No, no, they did not care. They did <laughs> not care. Let's start with that. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know who took over as head coach. And I closed the game. Yeah, I it. I'm trying to I'm trying to see, and I don't even see. Uh, oh, Phil Housley. Oh, Phil Housley got the tap. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that makes sense. He's 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 the senior most uh, <laughs> player. Uh, I mean I mean coach on the uh, on the on the team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, he made the. I yeah. Can't argue with the results. He made the right calls. And it ended up being a win. But we yeah. are out of time, though, on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We'll be back um, to talk about Colorado. And then um, next week, we will talk about Montreal. Tease it for you guys. We will have, very likely, a crossover, a tank squad crossover with our friends at Lockdown Canadiens. Because the two worst teams in the league match up. We'll see how that one goes. But that's it for today. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you're yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Thanks for everyone who also tuned in via the live show on YouTube or on Facebook or Twitter. We really appreciate all you guys for all your support. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Again, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On Twitter, at, at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano. That's Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik F-F-H. Ask us a question you might have. We'll answer them right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. Have a good night. And don't forget to howl on.